the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K, presented by Tap 14. Analysis and commentary to help you get your Broncos fixed during the offseason. Subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or listen on demand anytime in the Mile High Sports mobile app. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court, and we are starting a part one of many parts series on the Denver Broncos and their positional breakdowns as training camp approaches for the Denver Broncos. They will have hotly contested battlegrounds in many different positions, and we will go through each and every one of them here on the Broncos Blitz podcast. And we start off with the quarterbacks. But first, our friends at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. Be sure to go check that out. Of course, the 70 Colorado beers on tap, the 100 Colorado distilled spirits, Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just phenomenal. Be sure to go check it out at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Great place to go before and after the game. And of course, brunch on weekends too for you college football fans in that season coming up in about a month. Uh, football fans in the NFL, they will have those games on. And then of course, always uh, 10 to noon, have that great brunch as well too. So Tap 14 on the web, spell out the word 14 for me, tap 14.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ronnie K radio as uh, like I said, this is going to be the first part of a many part series. So be sure to look for that at milehighsports.com. And essentially I'm going to walk through each and every position on the Denver Broncos. And of course we start at the quarterback position where it is going to be uh, what I guess you could say for relief. Finally, for the first time since Peyton Manning uh, in the era here in Denver, This is a position Denver does not have to worry about. Of course, they go out and spend some money, 35 plus million to go get Case Keenum. He is your starter and he is the solidified guy. There is no competition. It will be Case Keenum. Case Keenum could have a bad camp and still be the guy day one. And I think this is a big sigh of relief for many individuals talking to many of the players whether it be down at OTAs, mini camp, uh, just in, in, in my personal bubbles, uh, there is a sense of, and I don't want to say, relief may not be the best way to describe it, but there really is that, that, that boulder off the shoulders of everybody not knowing that, that, in, that, that, that indescribable feeling of the unknown at the most important position at, at, on the football field, and that's, of course, quarterback. Uh, so Keenum, for good or worse, certainly helps that out as he is now the solidified starter. Now, how badly does Denver need Case Keenum to replicate that 2017 season where he completed 67% of his passes, 22 touchdowns on the seven interceptions? Pretty bad. Pretty bad. There's going to be a lot of jobs on the line, particularly Vance Josephs. I mean, we're going to, we're going to look at a, a, a team that really, if they can't start off quickly, uh, if they can't start off at least 500 within the first six games of the season, uh, you're looking at a team that probably has too high a standards for what Vance Joseph is delivering. Whether you think that's unfair or fair this early in his career, uh, you know, let's let's face it, he would be only 20 games into his career. The bottom line is that there is a standard you got to meet at Denver, and and it's certainly not being met right now. So. 
Keen, you're probably not going to fire your offensive coordinator midseason two years in a row. Of course, uh, uh, firing McCoy last year, Bill Musgrave, now the offensive coordinator. We'll see what Musgrave does with this offense, but you have to imagine that it's that short dink and dunk. Uh, it, it, you know, with, with opportunities to air it out once you get into the third, fourth quarter. I think you're going to see a very conventional offense, balanced. Uh, you're going to see a mix in of that run game with the many weapons that they have but then maybe some flair on those second and short situations you know when you have the opportunity to take chances then take chances with the with the idea that you have versatile weapons you know of course you have uh, the returning two wide receivers Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas you have a great or well, at least and and again it's mini camp. It's OTAs. Don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but what looks like a very good route runner in uh, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, somebody who is quick, shifty, can really kind of uh, bring that that change of pace almost, uh, as opposed to the other rookie, Cortland Sutton, who is one of those more take chances, deep ball, go up and get the jump ball type guys. So uh, I, I I am excited actually, and and it's funny because we haven't been able to say that. Over the last couple of years, I'm excited to see this offense mixing in D'Angelo Henderson after his rookie year. Somebody we were excited for last year. I was pounding the table. I was Bill Kolaring it for D'Angelo Henderson last year. And for whatever the reason, he just did not see the field. Now, you will get the opportunity to see Henderson along with Devontae Booker should see the rookie Royce Freeman more uh, on a very, um, I, I don't want to say heavily used basis, but certainly he's going to be a presence on this offense. And then kind of your versatile kicker is Philip Lindsay, uh, a hardworking kid, uh, shifty, fast, uh, a guy who ran a 40, I think it was four in the four forties. Um, somebody who can catch the ball out of the backfield, but also act as a runner as well too. They have a lot of depth at running back and a lot of depth at wide receiver too. Uh, two positions that, you know, you could say we're on the weaker end, uh, last year, but certainly this all rotates around the quarterback position in case Keenum, uh, not to get off trail because this is a quarterback based positional, uh, uh, group look for the wide receiver and the running back uh, a little bit later. So I think you are going to see that dink and dunk because now you have the opportunity to take advantage of all those weapons and Keenum uh, if he is one of those smart quarterbacks who can replicate 2017, uh, if it was not just a fluke, you are looking at a guy who, even in his better years, averaged a high six, low seven yards per attempt. That's his bread and butter. He's never going to be a 10 plus yard attempt guy. He's never going to be in the nines. You know, it's not Case Keenum's style, and that's fine. We have seen some of the greatest quarterbacks in NFL history uh, uh, be the dink and dunk short accuracy guy, uh, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Joe Montana. And then when they have those opportunities, then you air it out. So it's, it's important that the coaching staff does not shy away from what Case Keenum does well. And, and that is that short, accurate passes, and they have the, uh, the weapons uh, to do that. Uh, what do we expect from the quarterbacks behind Case Keenum? Not much. Uh, first of all, you hope, honestly, I think, you hope 
that you don't see him because you brought Case Keenum in to be the guy and to be somebody who's going to take this team to the playoffs. Whether that's a, a fair assessment uh, or whether you think that's an unfair assessment or, or, or I should say expectation per se uh, is a whole nother argument, but the bottom line is that Case Keenum is the quarterback. Chad Kelly and Paxton Lynch should not see the field. There are many individuals who think Paxton Lynch isn't an NFL quarterback anymore. And I think this is a big year for Paxton Lynch, particularly the training camp at the preseason, uh, a part of this, to just show that Paxton Lynch belongs. Uh, look, nice kid. He's, he's an interesting guy to talk to. He is loose. He's kind of goofy. He's tall. He's lanky. But he hasn't shown that he can be an NFL quarterback. He's a guy who's uh, has the the size and the the strength, but when you can't hit the barn door with football, you're not even in the realm of being considered a NFL prospect. And Chad Kelly, of course, you know, Mr. Irrelevant, and and you know, he's kind of the most popular guy in town because he's the backup of the backup, and nobody knows what he brings. He is the unknown. Look, if Chad Kelly is starting games for the Denver Broncos this year, something drastically went wrong, uh, and the season is probably in the tank. There may be something in Chad Kelly a little bit farther down the line, and it is worth you know saying, well, hey. Let's groom this kid for a little bit and see what he can do. Land him on the practice squad in the future. And then, you know what? Who knows? Maybe in a, a year or two uh, after Case Keenum's deal runs out, Paxton Lynch just doesn't pan out. Maybe Kelly gets a shot to be a legit number two or maybe even that starter position. But certainly right now, that's not the case. Case Keenum is the guy, period, moving forward. And I think that gets us to predicting the depth chart. I think Paxton Lynch is your number two guy. And... Uh, get ready for the eye roll. It's because of his draft status. Sadly, that is going to be the reason why Paxton Lynch is your likely backup is because he was taken in the first round. Look, if Paxton Lynch was a sixth, seventh rounder, he's not on this roster anymore. He's not, he has not produced. He has not been a, a quality backup in relief of what Trevor Simeon experienced last year through injuries and everything like that. And he's a guy that has shown that, you know, it's one thing if you are an inconsistent young player who has shown flashes, you know, certain individual plays where you're like, wow, that is, there's some serious potential there. We saw that last year in Denver with Patrick Mahomes in the final game of the regular season, a kid who made mistakes, certainly did not play out of this world. His stat line was okay, but you saw a couple individual plays where you're like, oh my gosh, this Patrick Mahomes kid can play through years of experience. You, you see those rough spots then to begin to polish, to become a diamond. We haven't seen any flashes from Paxton Lynch. And that's the problem is you haven't even seen any flash. I can't remember a Paxton Lynch throw where I was like, that was a dime. That was an absolute killer play. You know what I remember? I remember holding on to the ball too long. I remember the scramble and, and hesitation against Oakland where he threw the interception in the red zone. Uh, I remember him crying on the sidelines. And look, that could be a good or a bad thing based on how you look at it. He's a passionate kid. He wants to play football. He loves it. But you have to produce. You have to produce. 
This is a production league, and Paxton Lynch has not produced, and right now it is becoming a problem because you are looking at a quarterback going into year three now who hasn't shown you anything, who you you could say has already kind of clogged up. I, I don't know if clogged up is the right word, but they went out and got Case Keenum because Paxton Lynch didn't pan out. And they said, okay, well, you know what? We have to move on from you. This hasn't worked. You're going to get another chance. This is what? Third, fourth chance for Paxton Lynch? I hope he takes this opportunity and can really show this front office, this fan base, this coaching staff, myself, that he is somebody who could be a NFL pro. So we'll see what happens with Paxton Lynch, but I do believe he is number two on the depth chart. I think you're going to see uh, Chad Kelly number three and on that practice squad, but certainly Chad Kelly, sexy name to watch in preseason. And I tell you what, you watch, he is going to be a darling because he's playing against third, fourth, fifth, sixth stringers. He's going to be that guy that comes in late in the, the second half of the second preseason game, lights it up, and then you fan base will go nuts. And uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about it on a future podcast. So uh, certainly I expect Keenum 1, Lynch 2, Chad Kelly 3. Uh, it is it is huge, the Keenum pickup, uh, to see him better this offense. It is crucial for this team team and I think he will Uh, look and it's one of those things too where I think you you can realistically see a major improvement from Chad Kelly um, because last year was so bad last year it was it was it was atrocious quarterback play hands down and, and unfortunately it was kind of one of those worst case scenarios where you were going through this roulette too this affects the offensive line this affects chemistry with the wide receivers now that you have one guy solidifying the position period end of story that cleans all those up and i will say this i will say this pro football focus is not the bible okay pro football focus is by all means a great tool But it is not per se the end-all be-all when we talk about grading quarterbacks or uh, offensive lines, offenses in general. Pro Football Focus gave some pretty poor, pretty poor grades to the Minnesota Vikings offensive line last year and for those of you who may be a little worried about the offensive line for Denver it should be noted about that on the roster for the uh, the 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 Minnesota Vikings and what Case Keenum had to deal with well now you look at a situation where he comes into an offensive line that it is it's expected to be better uh certainly with uh, Ron Leary now moving from the right to the left side uh, Garrett Bowles with another year of progress at that left tackle position and hopefully you have some health at least uh th- that that continues uh, as opposed to last year where we did see a lot of of uh, health issues of course Jared Vildeer looks like he's going to lock down that right tackle spot right guard is probably your big problem because that's going to be a rotating door. Connor McGovern may be penciled in. That's only with pencil though. That's not pen. You probably are going to see Menelik Watson in that spot as well too. They do have a little bit of depth but not very much. Strong on the left side, weak on the right side, but certainly Keith Keenum delivering that football quickly and, and, and helping out with some of the weaknesses that is on that offensive line does help that team. So it's the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's our part one of a, um, I guess you could say many part sequence 
talking about the offense and uh, the defense. We're going to go through every single position in the battles. Here with quarterback, though, I will say there really is no battle. It is Case Keenum 1, Paxton Lynch 2, Chad Kelly 3. I further expect that to be the case. Uh, pardon the pun. Uh, but when we get into August and, of course, in week one. So you can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That is at Ronnie K Radio. Now, we are going to be doing a sequence of fan podcasts, too. So if you want to voice your opinion on this Broncos team, I tell you what, we're going to be doing that around training camp. So in later July, I want you to follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. Shoot me a, a, a DM, as the kids say, a direct message. And... Um, well, slide into those DMs. And I tell you what, we may get you on the Broncos Blitz podcast. So, of course, presented by Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Be sure to check out Tap 14 and all the great food that they have going on there. And if you want to check out previous archives of the podcast or the rest of our many part series when it comes to the position breakdowns, hey, that's at milehighsports.com. Milehighsports.com. Milehighsports.com.